Welcome to Thriving Teacher Talk. I'm your host, Jillian Fernandez. I'm a former teacher from New York turned full-time mom and teacherpreneur on a mission to help you create a profitable and sustainable income selling your teaching resources or services. I'm here to make your life easier by giving you the best advice, trainings, and mindset shifts to grow your business, and most importantly, save you time and sanity. I'm excited today to talk about a question I hear a lot. I hear this from many people just getting started and from people who've had a store for a while. So wherever you are, I'm confident that this one will help you grow your business and save time. Big on the save time for the, with this one. So here's the story that I often hear. Let me know if any of this sounds familiar. You've been posting on IG a lot. Like you're consistent. It's in your schedule. You're thinking ahead, making sure that your posts are talking exactly to your ideal audience. If you haven't picked an ideal audience, go listen to episode three. Maybe you're even batching content so that it takes less energy, but with all the consistency and time, yeah, the time for sure. With all of that, you're just wondering if it's all worth it. Like maybe the results I talk about aren't really typical. Some people just have the flair and maybe some don't. I mean, with all of that effort, you should be seeing some leads or at least some responses, right? If that's where you're at, like I said, I hear this a lot. You're not alone. You're even doing a lot of the things right if you're being consistent and absolutely way to go if you're batching that consistent content. You just need to take that next step. And that's what we're talking about today. Posting about your business isn't quite the same way that you may have used social media in the past with like your friends or your family. There may be some things in common, but most people find that it it just feels a little bit harder to get into the groove for posting for your business because anything new always feels difficult at first. There are two important steps that you need to use for your business that will get those responses and start bringing in leads. And you've never had to think about them if you're just posting to keep up with family. (laughs) Writing posts for your business is a bit of an art, but like all the rest, you can learn this. And yes, you do need a good caption or post for at least most of your posts and reels, because words are the best way to let your audience into your life and your personality a bit more. People will only see you on Instagram for a few seconds a day. And in those few seconds, you want to be able to build relationships. Just a photo or 15 second video doesn't stir up emotions and help your audience know why they should keep going with your content. That's the job of your caption. So the first thing in your caption, there are two main things you want in all of your captions. The first thing you need to do is always start with a good hook. A hook is an on-purpose introduction. That's real job is to get people to keep reading. And then you need to include a specific call to action at the end of your post. If you've seen CTA, that's what that means. A call to action is a specific request or direction to something. So let's start with that hook. With Instagram, you only have a few seconds to get and keep anyone's attention. Now, IG only shows a portion of your caption before you get that read more button. So if new people aren't intrigued enough, they just aren't going to click. If someone's already in your audience, a good hook will still increase the chance that they're going to read more. Think of it a little bit like a cliffhanger. When you watch a great show that leaves you wanting more, this is what you want to do with the first line of your caption. You want to get people interested in what you have to say next. With all of the stimulation people have all over social media, hooks will give you a chance to get your ideal audience to keep reading and stay interested in your content. Remember, a hook is pretty short, no more than a sentence or so. So don't overthink these. Don't make them too long. There are four types of hooks that work really well and knowing all of them gives some great options as you're starting to write. So they are contagious excitement, storytelling or sharing, 
asking a question and inspiration. And of course, we'll break these down so you have some practical, effective ideas to get started with. So for contagious excitement, this is probably the easiest type, but I do want you to use each of these different types kind of sparingly. So like try to use the different four types, recycle them through your content, like once a week, once a month, et cetera. You'll get, you'll get the idea as I go through. So Contagious excitement is things like, I can't wait to tell you, or you're not going to believe what just happened to me, or even like stop your scroll. I mean, who doesn't want to join in on something great, but also too much excitement can seem fake. I mean, I could get that excited about tacos every day, but that's probably just me. Contagious excitement should be used for something that you really want your audience to learn or celebrate with you. When it really is authentic excitement, that's what's contagious and draws in your audience. You want to save your, this is super important hooks for something that you really want to bring attention to. Okay. Next one is story sharing. Oh man, I, we all really love stories, right? We connect with people and our businesses through stories. Story posts are amazing for building those relationships. Of course, as we mentioned, a hook is short. So this is just sharing a hint about that story in one line. So you can say like, guess what just happened? Or I think it's time I tell you about dot, dot, dot. Now you can even make a little extra mystery by saying like, can I tell you a secret? (laughs) That's a great one, but obviously you're not going to be sharing secrets all the time. So again, you want to be sure to use them sparingly, but that does touch on the fact that you can use the same hook more than once. And all of these can be reused for different posts. You just want to be sure that you spread those posts out. So yes, share your stories starting from the very first line. So you can say like, so I was at Target and dot, dot, dot. That was a great one that I used a while back. It's actually amazing what you can learn and later share with your audience while running errands. That's real life, my friend. The next one is ask a question. And this, of course, is a question directly to your audience. Something like, when was the last time you, and then fill in the blank with your question, or have you ever dot, dot, dot done or felt something? This is a great way to give your audience a chance to talk about themselves. Like we all love to share our experiences and maybe a bit of advice. So starting out with the question gives your audience an opportunity to share what they know and care about. This is a great way to start or continue building connections and community with your followers. We'll come back to questions a bit more when we get to calls to action, because seriously, asking your followers to share something is golden. And finally, the last one is inspiration. So I want you to remember things that are inspirational to you in your classroom, in your life. These are things you're going to help people actually remember you because you've inspired them. So even if it's the ability to talk about how you made a difference or your students made a difference, these are things that are going to help move your audience and it can create kind of a feedback, which builds amazing community. Inspiration may not fit every single post again, but it usually will to some degree. After all, we all need a little bit of encouragement. Plus putting yourself and your sales aside for a moment to really focus on your audience's experiences, their skills, their growth in your posts can create a powerful connection. We really like and enjoy people's content when you feel like you're seen or listened to. Now, before we talk about calls to action, the second thing you need for creating posts that really get action, we're going to take a short break for this week's sponsor, my ultimate guide to Instagram mini courses. These 
these three video-based mini courses give you all the proper steps to building your brand and growing your business on Instagram, starting with an even more in-depth look at creating great captions and posts. The best part is that you can get all three courses. There's a course on captions, stories, and reels for under $100. With Instagram's increased focus on reels, these mini courses will set you up effectively to use your reels and direct people towards your TPT store. Yay, success. <laughs> and stories aren't going anywhere either. So you'll love the content strategy and design help in st the stories mini course. It's all up to you how you'd like to grow your Instagram marketing. Each course is self-paced, so you can choose just one that you need right now or pick up the bundle to learn what you need when you need it. And as always, there are templates, prompts, and guides because you will always get templates from me. <laughs> They're just so effective and practical. So now that we've talked about how to start off that caption with a great hook, it's time to talk more about calls to action or CTAs. Maybe you're thinking, don't people just know that they should respond? Like, why do I have to ask them to respond or whatever? Or I've also heard, but what if I ask the wrong thing? Would it be better to give them options? Both of these are such common reasons that people sometimes avoid using CTAs and they don't seem like common sense for social media. But just think about the number of things that you just scroll by every day. And that's not even considering a whole other common sense we know so well as teachers. We know that we need to ask our students to do something specific. People on social media also need to be told explicitly what you want them to do. As teachers, we've all seen the amazing amounts of nothing or really odd some things that happen when you assume that students will just know what to do or people in general. And more importantly, how well they respond when you give them specific directions or like multiple choice options for what you'd like them to do. People on social media have a lot in common with your students. When you make things super clear for people and define what it is you'd like them to do, they're going to feel more inclined to do that. And that's why you don't want to ask for more than one thing in a post. Too many options just mean that they're going to end up doing nothing. Your call to action is definitely a one thing you want them to do for that particular post. You can and should have different call to actions for different posts because there are multiple kinds of calls to actions that you're going to want to use. If you're always asking the same thing, it gets boring for you and for your audience and you'll get much less of a response. The things that you're going to ask your audience to do are do something or take an action or give feedback or give their opinion. And remember, it's one request for each post. Asking your audience to do something or take action is probably the most common call to action. And there are so many things that you can ask them to do. Comment below, check out a link, find a new resource, or go check out your website, share your post, or leave a specific emoji. Asking my audience to drop an emoji is a great way to give my audience just a quick way to engage. This could be like, let me know what you think. Drop a red heart if you're totally prepared for the new school year, a yellow heart if you're going to be ready, but still have a few things to do, or a purple heart if you can't believe it's next week and you're feeling totally behind. And yes, sometimes that action can be go check out my newest resource or go to the link in my bio to find my newest freebie or a lead magnet. But for those of you who are worried about being salesy, and I hear that a lot too, here's a thing to keep in mind. When you do post about your resources, you want to focus on highlighting the pain points of your followers so that the resource is just a natural part of having a conversation. You don't want to just say, go buy this now. If you remember from our a couple episodes ago, I think it was episode three, 
There's so many ways that you can highlight your resource without just asking your audience to buy it. Besides asking your followers to check out this resource at the link in my bio, use that one sparingly, trust me. You can also ask them to tell you how much they identify with the problem that it solves with an emoji, let's say, or even just use the next CTA, which is ask them to give feedback. This is such a win-win kind of CTA. I love this one. Your audience is actually involved and engaged. Plus it can help you improve your content. And that's not just for resources. Any kind of content that matches your ideal audience can end with a quick, tell me your thoughts. This is great for posts with a list of tips or a few inspirational thoughts. You can find out what your audience identifies most with by asking which was your fave or what would you add to this list? Giving people a chance to share their thoughts is always a good way to build community. And the last CTA we're talking about does this too. When you ask for an opinion, you're inviting your audience to share their thoughts and expertise. Remember how this worked great as a hook? It's also a great way to get a response as well. Like who doesn't like sharing their opinion, especially when asked to, right? The fun part about asking for opinions is that you really get to know your audience from their answers. Building that connection and community is why we're here and what we're after. And there are so many ways to ask for an opinion, depending on the content that you post. You can say, can you relate? Have you ever dot, 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 or a simple, what do you think? Marketing with Instagram really does become more effective when you take these two actions. Start with a good hook, that first line that people will see. So they keep reading and engaging, share your excitement, hint at the story, ask a question or inspire, then make sure you end with a clear call to action. So they know exactly how you want them to engage ask for an action, some feedback or their opinion. Once you start getting the interaction you've been hoping for on IG, you'll have the momentum that you need to start asking your audience to do other things like join your email list, follow you or buy from you. It can be intimidating at first. So it's okay to start with simple requests like dropping an emoji or sharing an opinion. And in a little while with some practice, it's just going to seem natural. It's time to go put all of this to practice. And I'd love to hear which hook or call to action you tried first. Share your brilliance with us in the comments here or in the Thriving Teachergram Tips Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. If you share in the Facebook group, we can come give some support as well. I can't wait to chat with you next time as we are continuing to prioritize our growth. If you loved this episode, be sure to subscribe so you can catch all new episodes, leave a review if something resonated, or even just send me a DM. Thank you for letting me into your business and your life today. We're going to love growing together as you create a profitable and sustainable income selling your teaching resources or services. I'm so honored to be here to make your life a little bit easier with the best advice, trainings, and mindset shifts to grow your business and most importantly, save you time and sanity. I'll see you in the next one.